college. College. <laughs> it's been a blast. It has been a blast. Yeah. First year went by so fast, yeah. though. Did you say yeah. our names? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We never introduced yeah. ourselves, did we? Yeah, I'm Charlie. I'm a thousand-year-old being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kate. I'm not that, but I'm still okay. <laughs> and I'm Amy. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Sarah Breedlove. Unfortunately, this may be my final episode as your host of the Radio DePaul podcast. As the school year rounds out and after a lot of internal debate, I've decided that it's best for me to pass the torch onto someone else. I know, it's kind of sad, but for me it's a bittersweet moment. My time here working for the podcast has been filled with so many wonderful moments and prideful occasions, as well as the occasional stressful times where last-minute interviews were oh so desperately needed. Whatever the situation, though, I've always had fun taking you all through our stories each episode. This past year has been filled with many changes, for me and for many of you out there. A year is a long time. However, there's a group of people who are finishing the school year and have arguably faced the most changes so far in their entire lives. This week, we're going to sit down with our freshman podcast producers to see how they've evolved into their current selves on episode 71, Full Circle. Well, out here. Maybe I should have stood and it's fine. fine. <laughs> Year's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, Crazy. we did that. Yeah. We <laughs> yep. did our first year. We did done. that. Do you remember the first day you got here? Oh my god, yes. I Tell don't. Tell me about it. <laughs> 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 um, my key didn't work, and so I was... Uh, stuck outside the our room for like 30 minutes waiting for my roommates to get there and that was my first experience meeting them so you know. <laughs> oh my god okay. I just I actually like I do kind of remember I remember one of my roommates parents coming into the room because I'm in a triple and her mom just came in and was like no no this is way too small this will not do <laughs> and just like stormed out of the room I was like oh this is gonna be my life for the next nine ten months (laughs) (laughs) but all all turned out okay so here we are i remember too it was um august 23rd 2017 (laughs) i remember because um the night the first night that i spent in my dorm there were five people on my floor Mm -hmm. um and we all found each other because like the first couple of weeks were just one big social structure of last resort where like nobody wanted to be alone yeah it's like everybody was everybody's friend it didn't matter if like they were a literal trash human um and we all found each other and ended up hanging out in this one girl's room um like i don't i haven't talked to her in like two and a half quarters yeah um, but we all took a Polaroid together in her bathroom mirror, mm-hmm. um, and I still have it up on my dorm room wall. Uh, and then I like am just doing my makeup or something, and I look at it and I go, "Wow, she that was so long ago." That she happened. look at her; she doesn't know anything. There must be baby. <laughs> there must be something about Polaroids at the beginning of the yes. school year because uh, my roommates and my sweetmates and I all took one too, um, and. 
like I look at that Polaroid sometimes I'm just like wow look at that that's before our sweet mates started hating us because <laughs> like yeah I'm, I'm convinced they hate us because we talk at like 10 30 and they're asleep and mm. they get very frustrated but um yeah there's that <laughs> yeah I feel like that's just a natural part of college life like you like in the very beginning you hang out so much with your roommate and then with your sweet mates and then gradually things start to happen and then by the end of the year you're like yeah we're not really friends <laughs> like um uh, <laughs> my roommates are like my best friends here so that's good yeah that's good it's weird because I feel like I am like such a different person now but it's difficult to pinpoint why exactly yeah like I when I look at that picture on my wall I'm like I'm not that person anymore mm-hmm. like I don't know who that is but when you ask me like why then I don't know I guess it's like I think it's just a col- like a conglomerate of the experiences that I've had mm-hmm. because people change whenever they encounter something new um and this past three quarters has been like new thing after new thing after new thing. Growing up, I always knew I wanted to move as far away from my hometown as I could as soon as I could. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, not necessarily a small town with around 300,000 people, but that doesn't stop it from being secluded from the rest of the world. The biggest musical event within an hour and a half of the area was Taylor Swift, who would come whenever she had a new album. Because of that, I never really went to many concerts growing up, even though I loved music. There were local shows, of course, mostly at a venue called Big Hair that was a little more than a glorified house, and that's where I would spend most of my free time. Shows were small and intimate, and most of the musicians were just people from around town looking for something fun to do to kill time, not doing anything serious. For example, people would play songs that weren't even finished yet. When I started applying for colleges, I focused on Chicago, knowing that I wanted to be in a city not too far from home and my family. When I was accepted into DePaul, I committed almost immediately because it was my ticket out of there. Around the time I was preparing to leave Kentucky for Chicago, big hair shut down. I took that as a sign that I was doing the right thing. When I got to Chicago, I was obviously nervous. It was a new city and I knew almost no one. It was hard at first being eight hours away from everything and everyone I know. I'm not a super outgoing person either, so it was hard to make friends and try to get to know people. It was kind of lonely and I started to doubt if I had made the right decision. Before leaving home, I had made a backup plan in case things didn't work out in Chicago. I knew I could get my old radio show back, go to the local university and pick up some shifts at a restaurant where I worked, and I would be happy there even if I didn't feel like the place was entirely right for me. Then one day around Halloween, my roommate asked me if I wanted to go to a Jukebox the Ghost concert. I love Jukebox the Ghost. One of their CDs got stuck in my car last year, so I would listen to them almost every day. So of course I said yes. Before coming to DePaul, when I thought of concerts in Chicago, I thought of them as being big and flashy like Lollapalooza or a sold-out stadium. I thought that because I had been to both of those before as a tourist, and it was completely different than what I was used to. This show wasn't like that at all. It was a bit bigger than most shows I had been to in Lexington, but it was in no way large. I was surprised to find out how intimate a show could be with a band that I had actually heard of. The atmosphere felt almost exactly like shows that Big Hair used to feel, and the only difference being that the crowd was a bit more enthusiastic and singing along with each song. It was there that I stopped worrying about wanting to go back to Kentucky, 
or feeling out of place in a big city or being lonely. I had found something similar to my favorite part of Lexington and that made this city less scary to me. I was also no longer lonely as the roommate I went with is now one of my best friends. It helped me adjust to living elsewhere. It made me feel more at home in Chicago. For me, I feel like uh, because I moved here from Kentucky, that's like eight hours away. And so like I have literally like I have no family here. I don't know anyone. I didn't know anyone here before I came here. And so I feel like I've changed a lot because like I haven't had any of like my old past relationships or like past stuff. I mean, like I did radio in high school and I do radio now and I think that's kind of been the constant, but like, so like I do the same stuff, but I just feel like I'm a different person because I don't have all that old stuff to that's rely on. so true because mm -hmm. I'm from Seattle. Yeah. So <laughs> like, and I came here without ever having visited mm -hmm. Chicago or DePaul. Like the first day I got here was the move-in oh, day. Wow. Um, and the first night I spent in the city was in my dorm room. Yeah. Um, How did you decide to go here? Uh, scholarship. Oh, they gave they yeah. gave me the best scholarship. That's a good reason. It was like on par with here or some rural like school in Maryland, mm -hmm. and I was like, that's not really a competition. I looked up <laughs> the closest Thai place to both schools, forty five <laughs> minutes versus like literally a ten minute walk, and I'm like, bye Maryland. Yeah. I didn't realize that I wouldn't really remain friends with a lot of the same people from back home, and because of like a year ago, I w I told myself, you know. I'm going to stay close to these people. I love these people. They're going to be in my life forever. But then I came here and I realized that they're not necessarily the people I want in my life for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like they're your friends because like they're your options. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Big yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I realized too that I make friends differently when I'm in different environments and that I had so much more of an opportunity to just be around whoever the heck I wanted to be around here rather than just being stuck with people back home. And that's not to say that I don't still talk to certain people, but I only talk to like maybe five people back home now. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I was like, oh, I have 20 friends and I'm going to be friends with them all in 20 years and our kids are going to be friends. I just, I guess I was a little naive to that. But yeah, that's a mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just happy. I'm happy to be surrounded by the people I am now rather than where I was before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. In high school, I was like, I didn't have that many friends. I was the kind of person who like intensely invested in like four or five people mm -hmm. um, and then just called it good and then spent all of my time with like various combinations of those four people. Yeah. But here being thrown so immediately into this huge pool of people um, and knowing that every class is going to be a different combination of people and those people are only going to last for 10 weeks at a time, I think has really taught me or forced me, like very trial by fire, learn how to interact with new people and like actively, continuously make friends. Yeah. Which I think is a skill that I was a little late to the game with, but um, I'm glad that I learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Friends are hard. I think that's something really interesting about DePaul, too, in particular. I mean, I talk to my friends who go to state schools, and it's not like it is here. I think you are forced to be really independent at DePaul. 
because mm-hmm. at state schools you have these football games and events and stuff where people just go and then they don't really move off campus because there's not much to do off campus, you know. But at DePaul, like, I feel like everyone kind of does their own thing and you kind of just have to – you're thrown into it and you just – have to find your own way and figure out who you want to be around and where you fit in. And it's a lot different than what I was expecting. Um, But yeah, Yeah, yeah. like I come from a college town, like University of Kentucky's in the city where I grew up. And um, like everyone I know that goes there is still friends with like their high school friends Mm -hmm. and like never really does or like doesn't really do anything different than they always did. And so that's definitely something different. Mm -hmm. There's just such a like a diverse group of people instead of just like all the people you grew up with mm-hmm. yeah I feel like there's always there's so many different like I feel like DePaul is one really big Venn diagram or like a really big umbrella under which there are like so many things that you can like just pick and choose like you can pick radio you can pick music you can pick like your major and mm-hmm. like everybody is like a conglomeration of the things and the people mm-hmm. that they associate themselves with. Because it's not like there's even just the hipster people or the more like punk people. There's also we also have like those preppy people and like the mm-hmm. people who are entirely different from what you would expect here. So yeah, I agree with that. We're really we're really diverse. Go to Paul. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> well, where I come from, it's like it's I don't know it's just very every very conservative where I'm from and it's very different here like there's all different types of people not everyone is the same like they are where I come from which kind of surprised me because I thought you know everywhere you go everyone's the same but maybe they're different types of the same but they're the same but then like (laughs) yeah coming here it definitely surprised me that there's like different types of people (laughs) at the like whole club I don't remember what, yeah there? the club mm-hmm. involvement thing there was like the socialist and the and the republican groups and they both seemed to have like an equal number of people there and I thought whoa back <laughs> in Kentucky there would be like two people at the socialist and the million at conservatives so that and like there were all so different types of stuff. Like, there's a Pokemon club. And, like, I don't know. Just... Shout out to the Poke Demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and just, like, all this stuff that I didn't, that, like, I just didn't expect to be around. Um, Something I learned is also kind of based off of politics, but it's to just listen. Because I come from an area, too, where everyone's very conservative and everyone kind of agrees and they think that people who are different from them are automatically wrong. And I also kind of come from a background like that. So coming here and being thrust into an area where everyone has different views has really forced me to learn just how to like sometimes sit back and just listen, you know, because I'm not even talking about politics. I'm talking about like worldviews and religion and everything. We're just there's a lot of different people here. And I hadn't necessarily considered different viewpoints for mine before, but I'm happy to say now that like I can listen to other people truly listen genuinely listen and take in what they're saying and consider it before I just close them out so probably listening yeah I think that um coming here made me realize that like Chicago is very much of a liberal bubble but I really respect how people here are constantly trying to have a dialogue um and I think that it's actually really healthy um for For like so many people to be talking about so many different things all the time I really respect and enjoy the balance like I feel so much more balanced here 
mm-hmm. whereas the scales like are usually tipped vastly either way um, in my perception of the world. Just go for it. Just yeah. like, <laughs> like just do it. Just, yeah. just go for it. Pile too much on your plate and then take things off as you go. Like, don't start with a clean slate. Always pile your plate high because mm-hmm. the beginning of the year is like a buffet line of opportunity. And if you just load your plate up and then shave it away, it is so much easier than starting with an empty plate and saying, oh, I'll pick and choose later, I'll pick and choose later. And then by the time you get to the buffet, everybody else is taking all the good stuff. When I got here eight months ago, I had never performed my own music in front of people. I'd never stood on a stage by myself. Now, when I call home and my parents ask how I'm doing, I always say, good. Good, and then talk about whatever show I'd done that week. If you told me during orientation that I would be regularly performing around the city, I would have told you to stuff it. I probably wouldn't have. I was so afraid of causing any kind of conflict that I would have just looked at you weird. One of the biggest changes is that I can now describe myself as a performer. I have an acting resume now, whatever that means, and have been cast in multiple shows, one of which is going to be running through the summer. It's bizarre. I was swept into this world before realizing I was in it. My first show in this city was with DePaul Improv and Sketch Comedy. I started interning at a local theater. The show there was one participant short one night, so I stepped in as an emergency double, and things just spiraled out from there. My involvement on campus has been a grounding force among the craziness of performing around the city. I don't think I am the type of person who could ever perform for a living. It's too unstable for me to be legitimately happy, and a large part of who I am thrives off of routine. Chicago is so different from the West Coast. The performance scene there is barren and completely closed off to someone like me who is untrained, messy, and whose work varies in quality depending on whether my ukulele tuner has batteries in it or not that night. (laughs) The scene here welcomed me with open arms and has woven its way into my life like it was meant to be there. Having people see what I make has pushed me to grow as a person. It's very therapeutic to have people see the vulnerable bits of you and accept those as well as laugh at that one song you wrote about your friend's Tinder hookup. (laughs) Accepting. If I was asked to sum up Chicago in one word, I would say accepting. Which is a weird thing to say about one of the most segregated cities in the world, but this is my personal experience. So many different communities, DePaul Improv and Sketch Comedy, Radio DePaul, just the baristas at the Bean, and the people in the audience wherever I perform. I feel like this campus and this city is overrun with opportunity. I've tried to seize all the ones I can, and look forward to snatching more as they come my way. So it's fine if things don't work out at first, because it will be different, probably. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's fine if you become a different person too, you know, because I was under the impression that I would stay the same in college, when in reality, it's so much more of a place where you can just reconstruct yourself and your life. And I mean, so many people use the cliche that, you know, college is a place to try things. But I mean, it like it is, you know, like you come in and you 
finally have the opportunity to try and figure out the kinds of things you want to do with your life. And, you know, maybe you embarrass yourself along the way and maybe you lose a couple of friends, but you're in such a big area where there's other people. You know, it's not like high school. If someone doesn't like you or if you have a problem with something, you know, you can just start over again. You can go make new friends and try something new. It's not like it's ever the end of the world in college. Like I know in high school, it felt like things could be blown out of proportion. There'd be drama and stuff that never went away. But I feel like this is just the place where you can kind of start anew when you want to. I I like college a lot more than I thought I would. Yes, I was I that kind of too. person in high school who I was like, I have to go to college and get an education so I can get a job. And I was so like, I was so sore about it. But I mean, I don't know. I like it a lot more. I don't really want to leave. Because so, then you have yeah. to find a job and deal with being an adult. I like this middle ground where it's like, I'm an adult, but I don't really have that many responsibilities yet. It's yeah. like the liminal space of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great time. Where you're not a kid anymore, but like you're not an adult either. So it's this beautiful, weird buffer period. Yeah. Where like anything and everything can happen. Yeah. Like I've still got the kid part of like going to school and like going home for breaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then like I can also go like live on my own and like kind of do what I want in a way. Like, Likewise, you see the contrast in different types of people. You have the people who never leave their room and they eat Pop-Tarts all the time and they don't do much. Not No shame against them. I do that occasionally too. Yeah. But then you also have the people who wear like business suits to class and have their life together somehow and they're like 20 years old and they're like, oh, I've had five internships and you're just like, I don't know what's going on, but good <laughs> for you. <laughs> and it's okay to be both types of yes. people. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Plot twist. I'm a senior. <laughs> She's actually been yeah. like catfishing us this whole time. She's actually <laughs> ten thousand years old. Yeah, I am a being that cannot be described using. <laughs> My name is Charlie Carey. I cannot <laughs> die. That was great. That was great. Ooh, I loved yay. it. <laughs> All I can say is just try new things. Be a person. (laughs) Or a lizard person. We don't discriminate here. (laughs) It's true. It's true. This episode and this podcast team is a testament to the fact that people come from all over. It is amazing to me that one thing led to another in each of our lives to bring us together in this space at this time. I remember the first Radio DePaul podcast episode I ever worked on. I'd never done any kind of sound design, and making a five-minute segment took me three and a half hours of grueling trial and error. Over this year, Sam and the rest of the team have managed to put out an episode every two weeks. The first year of college is at once an intensely personal and a universal experience. We were all afraid, we were all lonely, we were all homesick, and we were all desperate to make friends. And we all turned out okay, trying new things and finding our place in the campus and in the city, but all in our own unique way. I think of social circles as Venn diagrams that overlap with one another, and when I try to visualize Radio DePaul's Venn diagram, it looks like a Yaoi Kusama exhibit with so many dots all overlapping in one place that it looks… insane. It's been an honor to be in such incredible company this year, and I am so looking forward to the next. 
And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Radio DePaul podcast. This episode was written and produced by Charlie Carey, Kate Hoogstraten, Sam Breedlove, and myself, Amy Doe. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to station manager Joe D'Amico, Scott Viverman, and anybody who has ever been involved with the podcast in any way. You all helped us make it what it is. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on SoundCloud or iTunes. It really helps us out. However, if you still want more content and you're hungry for comedy, be sure to tune in to Mistaken Eggs, where humor is served sunny side up. You can find that on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and the Radio DePaul app. Once again, I'm Amy Doe, and thank you for listening to the Radio DePaul podcast. <laughs> Was that okay?